We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Big K Morning Show. Appreciate you being with us. Is Raz still, Raz still there? Falls out in the newsroom. Yeah, yeah we can. Real hey, quick, Raz. Paul, can we grab you for one second? So I was just on the phone with, I call him Big John. I'm not going to give you his last name. This whole thing with all these uh, rich folks up in Cranberry upset because the cows are pooping on our property. Oh, my God. They wanted the FBI team in there and the SWAT team. And it caused a lot of consternation. Um, what happened is um, there's a lot of development up there. And I was just talking to Big John. It's his property. I've known him for 50 years. Seriously. Amazing, amazing, amazing man. Old school farmer. Still has uh, wood-fired everything. Stove, furnace. Old school, brother. And there's a pond on his property we used to go fishing in. we jump in the water. And um, I just got off the phone with him. He said a big tree fell on his fence. The developers had cut down because there's homes. And the cattle... They wandered out and started crapping everywhere. And, and Raz, you reported this yesterday, and we loved hearing this. So everybody starts screaming, fine him, fine him, punish them, punish them. Raz, so, yeah, the, tell, tell, tell Larry what happened, which is so the, cool. The issue went before the uh, Board of Supervisors in Adams Township, and there was an ordinance to fine a farmer as much as $600 for a nuisance animal. Imagine if you had, you know, like 12 cows that Thank got you. out. And they gave you a $600 fund. Well, anyway, uh, uh, there was a real strong turnout for the meeting. And the supervisors heard from 30 people signed uh, signed up to talk. Not one of them spoke in favor of this thing. And after, and it was a contentious yep. meeting. A lot, yep. of, you know, a lot of cheering and, and clapping. And then when the speaking was over, the supervisors adjourned briefly, came back in, and every one of them voted no. You love it. Every last one of them. Good, you know what that was? Raz, that's old school farmers saying to hell with this. Uh, look, again, just so you know the background, uh, my parents' property was adjacent to John's, who I was just on the phone with. So I knew him since I was five years old. And we made a lot of money from that property. It's going to send my kids to school, as a matter of fact. And we're blessed. I, I love the development. I love the big houses. John has sold uh, some of his property as well. And he's been blessed. But what I love about this is my man is just living the life with old school farming, Larry. Cattle, wood-fired stove, and farmers stood up and said, hey, respect what we do. And what was it, Raz, 30-zip, the vote? Everyone that no, spoke? No, I don't know what the actual vote was uh, you know, in terms of the number of commissioners. The reporting I saw didn't, didn't list that. More than 30 people spoke. They, this all was, by the way, came from more than 30 complaints from residents yep. in Brookhaven. That's the, that's the development that's near your friend's farm. Yep. And again, as he just explained to me on the phone, uh, developers are putting in houses. A tree fell on the fence, brought the fence down, and then the cows. <laughs> you ever they, step in one a cow pen? I have, sir. Yeah. Or thrown well, them? I'm glad that they did not. Yes. 
decide to find your yeah, farm or yeah. print. And John welcomes the development. It has been very gracious about it. And they're finishing up in terms of fixing that fence. I heard Marty today. on the phone with him. He invited Marty to move up there with him. Hey, I love Get, the country. Put a house up there on a farm. I, I like it. living up there. Yeah. Farm living. It's a life for me. I would Thanks, snap. Raz. I'd snap in about an hour. All right. This explosion. Whew. Larry. In Swickley Heights. Uh, he's all over the news because he's a neighbor and was one of the first to respond to the explosion. Rich Engler. And he told uh, our own Paul Alexander. We're going to talk to him, by the way, in our 9 o'clock hour. When he went to the house, this is what he discovered. He goes, yes, he just crawled on our back porch. So I run on the back porch area, and I see this guy. Uh, he's an HVAC worker, and um, he was obviously in shock, leaning, laying back in a chair. And I see his hands are, are, are totally burnt. And he asked him... How he got out of that? Now, this was a, a guest house on a property, yep. I guess, uh, near Rich's place, and he's the the worker told him, "I don't know." So, real quick, we'll get into this more when we talk to him. Uh, here's what I'm being told: it was they believe at this point, and again, this is not final stuff, that it was a gas leak with what they describe as delayed delayed ignition. And I asked, "What is delayed ignition?" If the leak lights right away, this makes sense, Larry. It would it would look like a torch, right? right? Yeah. But if the house fills with gas, then lights the delay, it acts like a bomb. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, and uh, man, I'll tell you, that's a vivid that's memory right, of my childhood. Eight years old, one of the neighbors' houses blew up, just like well, that. several people just died in Plum. Right. And and, and and by the way, yesterday I was working out. My son texted me. The gas company was at the door. They're very, 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 very sensitive about smells of gas in the neighborhood. So if you smell that, gas doesn't have an odor, but they put what they call mercaptan in it, and it has a, an obvious odor. And if you smell that, you got to call immediately. Get the hell out of the house. Yeah. What do we said, Larry? This is not hyperbole. The house can blow up by turning on a light switch. Yeah, that, just a spark yep, yep, yep. is all it would take. Frankie Valley is coming back. Love them. With the Four Seasons Heinz Hall, Saturday, April 20th. we got a couple of tickets for you right now. 412-922-1020. Pick a number, Marty. Sam. She's good at this. I'll let her do it. Okay, Sam. I think Sam. we have to do 13. Nice. Ah, that makes sense. Nice. Caller number 13, 412-922-1020. We'll send you to see Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. Big seen? star. Big. I love that uh, Jersey Boys oh, thing. Larry. That, that was really entertaining. Hey, man. I saw you got one of those silly gift baskets last week. You know those baskets with all the crap in them? We got two of them. <laughs> baskets with all the crap. I'm just saying, bro. We got two of them yesterday. Massive. I mean, had to be 300 You and Christine. Each. Yeah. Had to be 300 bucks each. And... Here's my thing about them. They're packed with that weird stuff, like Fig Newton date, just the dates, or cranberry-toasted chocolates, or weird stuff with weird names, 
right? Italian frozen gelato. I mean, weird stuff. And there's like, they have these boxes and they're massive boxes in this massive $9,000 basket. And you open up this big box and there's a tiny piece of chocolate inside wrapped up, <laughs> right? Right? I've seen it, yeah. Oh, come on. Your basket had weird stuff in it. I looked. Stuff that you wouldn't normally. Odd. Yeah. It's the biggest con going. It's convenient and it's thoughtful and it's a multi, multi bazillion dollar business. But my man, half of that stuff ends up in the circular file. My son was looking through it last night. Dad, what is this? <laughs> what is this? What are figs? <laughs> right? You'll be getting, I, I imagine a guy like you with Christine, you, you get a lot of baskets. Also because it's her, she's getting them is what you're saying because people don't like me. No, I didn't. Yeah, that's what you're implying. That. Huh? What? Who? <laughs> Wait till you get your poinsettia. I'm cool with them, except that they're poisonous, right? And the dogs sometimes. They say that, but I don't think that's you true. You want to test it out on yourself? No, we'll ask Dr. Mike We'll get tomorrow. you a bowl of them. Dr. Mike will know. This is the Big K Morning Show, and we apparently, Marty, are under a code blue action alert in Allegheny mean? County. What does that mean? It says starting at 7 p.m. Yeah. when the air temperature goes below 26 and... Dean says we're going to 24 tonight. We will no. reach a point where it's considered code blue, so they open up warming centers and do special things for people who may be exposed That's to fine. the cold. It's wonderful. Yeah, so. The, the only thing is, and it gets kind of stale, and I'm not being cynical or sarcastic or hateful about this, but using my friend Bob as an example. He's in the strip. He's under the bridge right there where they're tearing down that massive building. Right. Massive. That was the old uh, ice house. Yes, Larry. Yes. Great memory. And I don't know. I know you've driven past there, Larry. He has a massive well, I've seen it. pile of crap. I, and I talked to Bob recently. Well, he mumbles. I'm not being disrespectful. He just does. Um, he ain't going anywhere, brother. And, and let me say, and I, I mean this nowhere. It doesn't matter what the temperature is. I offered him housing, money, attorneys, doctors, family members, counselors, chaplains. And all I'm telling you is, and I've been around this, I'm not the guru, I'm not the expert. 40% of those folks, maybe higher, have zero interest in doing anything but what they do now. And that's a fact, Jack. But God bless these folks who are trying to protect people who are out in the cold. It's important. You know, the, the subject of homelessness has come up uh, because there have been places where it, the people, smaller towns, yep. not just the city, have reported homeless people. Yeah, well, Raz pointed it out just, in Wyoming. In, I mean, in some places where yeah. it's never existed yes, before, sir. ever. Yeah. Yes, sir. Meteorologist Dean DeVore joins us from Accuator World Headquarters talking about that cold. So you say we're going to drop to 24 tonight. And uh, that kind of triggers looking out for people who don't have any place to go. But it's not going to last long, right? 
No, this is just, uh, you know, we've been so up and down. So, uh, look, we're 12 days through December, officially at the the reporting station, which is the airport. The first 12 days of December have been 8.8 degrees above the seasonal averages. So uh, we've had, what, well, three days in a row where it hit 61, and then a couple of days around 60 at the beginning of the month. We did dip down yesterday. We stayed, uh, well, 30s and then upper 40s yesterday. Today also is in the 40s, and then we're going to dip down a little bit, as you said, colder tonight. And tomorrow's uh, pretty chilly, but then it's going to soar again, folks, as temperatures are going to get back up to near 50 and even mid-50s Friday and Saturday. Both those days look dry. And then as we go into the weekend or the end of the weekend, start of next week, it does start to come down a little bit. But quiet weather here. There's another big storm like the one we had at the beginning of the week this week uh, that will come up along the eastern seaboard, but I think the bulk of that, if not all of that, misses us. So this uh, is incredible weather that is pretty quiet. If we're going to see some rain here, it probably would be Monday afternoon into Monday night with some showers. And then the temperatures will be a little decidedly chillier overall next week, but not terrible. Low 40s on Monday and upper 30s on Tuesday. It, it kind of becomes redundant, Larry, but it has to be mentioned. He's been spot on, by the way, with his forecasting. And I don't want to speak for Dean, but you're He's saying pretty much, Larry, very little chance of a white Christmas. Yes, sir. Right, Dean? Agreed, yeah, Yeah. because uh, the coastal storm... Uh, is going to bring warm air up again and, and going to be warm enough that, yeah, for us, I think just some rain here uh, this coming Sunday into Monday. So that's what the – got to think of my dates because, uh, you know, this time of year it gets so confusing. So we're about to 20. Uh, there is one little clipperish kind of system in the modeling that could kind of push some snow showers. But for that true white Christmas, whether we have a couple of inches on the ground or, you know, it snows an inch or two or – you know, more than that, we're the true white Christmas thing for Christmas Eve. I just don't see it happening. And I don't really see any flips to really cold stuff until we get into the areas after the new year. And real quick before you go, we ended the hurricane season on the East Coast. It was so quiet yep. and we had anticipated it being much worse. And Yeah, I, th- that one uh, certainly. But then by the same token, then we're seeing these big and storms coming up the eastern seaboard we had the one i mean it, i know we didn't have much effect of it here in, in pittsburgh but new york and boston oh. uh, and and the flight delays and cancellations were off the roof on uh you know saturday or late saturday through monday right. we got another one of those coming so if you've got some travel here especially through the new york airports for sunday and monday just kind of keep that in mind uh, so uh, we have bigger storms. They're just not hitting a lot of the country. But you know, this this is, I think, a lot of people are okay with this. Yeah. I'm okay with it. Yeah. I got a lot to do. <laughs> I'm trying to get out of town to go to Puerto Rico for several days at the end of the week. So I'm okay with a quiet, dry weather pattern. And myself. by the way, he makes a very important point about travel. When it hits New York, we're all screwed. <laughs> we about are. 60% of the flights out of here. Go through New York somehow. So do the math, sir. The other thing that I've been trying to teach our folks here, or some of our younger folks, is we're obsessed on the number of cancellations. Yeah. Um, And those are actually kind of low in some of these events. But what is astronomically high is the number of delays. You know, like 100 cancellations, but then 5,000 delays. And, And that's because they are trying to make every effort now to fly every plane because... 
There's no crews. There's no room to make things up. So they got to get people moving that are paid tickets here. Um, you know, we've saw what happened last year, last couple of years during the high travel season when it was so bad to travel and we had big weather events. So, um, you know, just just pack your patience, uh, especially when there's a big ticket weather item. And the next one is coming up the eastern seaboard here later on Sunday into Monday. Thank you, Dean. You guys have a great day. Thanks, right. brother. Meteorologist Dean DeVore at AccuWeather World Headquarters. I feel bad for the resorts, brother. I just do, Larry. There's a lot of money at stake, a lot of jobs. It's rough, man. If you're up in the Laurel Mountains and that's your living, if you own a restaurant, you're selling property, you're selling skis, whatever. And it's frustrating. It's man. changed. It's it has, a man. big, big challenge. Coming up. Well, we got a lot of stuff going on. We're going to talk to Pastor James Hogan. This is a philosophical question. What's God's role in life and death? You got to hear this interview with this woman, and then you got to hear from the pastor. Hey, can I ask you a couple questions? But I'm fascinated by this. I'm not poor mouthing. I'm not whining. Larry knows this. I love this platform. I love the opportunity. But the hours are so weird. I have to take something every single night to go to sleep. Every night melatonin, and sometimes this stuff called unisom. I, I just don't think that's a good thing to do every day of your life. Probably. Probably not. Do you have to take anything or you're just kind of going to sleep? No. Never. Fortunately, no. Wow. Um, I could, you know, sleep anywhere. Good for you, man. I mean. That's I, a blessing. I, I could not do this job if I couldn't no. do that. You're, you're a friggin' Iron Man. I, it's He's a phenomenon, it's actually. It's hard to get up at 3 in the morning every day. We're not complaining. We love it, man. No, I'm just being honest. So you never have to melatonin nothing? Yeah. Nothing? Nothing. Wow. Samantha, what about you? Um, Weekends, I do. Like, what? if I want to be able to sleep on, like, a Friday into Saturday, I have to. Like, if not, I'll wake up at 6 a.m. What do you take? Um, I have special prescribed yeah. medication. Look, I've taken, um, I got a prescription for, uh, is it Ambien? Mm. Yeah, yeah. I have a hydroxyzine. That's the one where it works actually. Yeah. But I feel does it? Oh yeah, hell yeah. I, I can't take them. If I take my meds on a work night, I will not get up. Oh, I see. So I ha- like I can't take anything. Even if I can't sleep, I just like I will not wake up. And if I do, I'll wow. be like half. Like I won't. I won't be here. Like, like the Ambien knocked me out, but there are various issues with it. Hallucin- hallucinations for some folks. Uh, sleepwalking, addictive possibilities. So I don't take it, but I do take. That melatonin, and I do take uh, this stupid over-the-counter sleeping thing every night. Yeah. Otherwise, I, 12, 12 at least, midnight at least. I just remember the commercials for Somonex. Remember? I, take, I've taken that many, many times. Take Somonex tonight and sleep. I, I don't know what's out there anymore. I That's out there. It's the same ingredient as a, a Benadryl, quite frankly. My father used to take Benadryl. What I'm going to try to do, I was telling Larry, I'm off. We're pretty much off for almost two weeks coming up here at the end of next week and through January uh, 1st or 2nd, whatever the day is. You're going to return to normal. I'm going to try. I don't think it's healthy, Samantha, for me to take every night of my life a sleeping something. You know yeah, I mean? no. I used to take a lot of Benadryl, and I've since, yeah, since yeah. stopped because that is not good. So like I said, I only take I only take it on the weekends, really. But like I said, the next day I'm like out for the count. Like I'm, it's it lasts like twelve hours. I see. Well, you can't then. Yeah, like I can't do that on work. So I have to like be fully in relaxation mode. My wife's like you, Larry. She could uh, 
sleep standing up in a telephone booth in a hurricane. Well, some people can't sleep on a bus, in a car, yeah. on an airplane. I can sleep anywhere. I probably get five hours a night. Probably. Yeah. Probably right? same. Yeah, same. So 10, 11, But I 12. sleep when I get yeah. home. I have, a, I have a split sleep schedule, which is weird, which probably isn't healthy, but it works for me. I take a nap in the afternoon. I go up to, I took Larry's advice actually when I started this. I go up to the bedroom and I probably take a half hour. Well, Pat Narduzzi, head football coach at Pitt, that's when I saw what their team, they're encouraged to take when they're on the road. A power nap sometimes, depending on when kickoff is, and it's and I was surprised by this. Twenty minutes is supposed to be like the optimum power nap time. Twenty minutes. Yeah, so I, you feel like you were hit by a bus. Yeah, but then twenty minutes after that, you can kind of function as normal. Which, again, I'm not complaining. I'm just fascinated by what I have to do every night to go to sleep. Uh, I don't know that that's healthy. So now you're going to get this little break, and then when January comes. <laughs> I know, but I'm going to try to break my habit of taking anything. I'm going to try. And and you don't drink alcohol, no. so that 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 can be an inhibitor to a good night's sleep. Does marijuana help you sleep? Maybe I'll do some oh, bong. Oh, yeah, that'll help you Does sleep. Does it? Yeah. Maybe I'll do some bong hits. No, I'm that actually, a lot of people use that as a sleep aid. Oh, all right. There's specific, I mean, not like. You know, well, you can bong get, hits, can but you, there's specific strands. What's wrong with a bong bong hit? Can I, you get medical marijuana for sleep? Oh, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, like indicates different strands. There you go, Marty. I, I would wake up and sleepwalk and eat a pizza and a pound of cheese. <laughs> Something to explore for the new year. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.